Do you want your middle school girl to grow into a strong, confident, and resilient young adult? So do I. The only thing is, middle school's hard for both kids and parents. Welcome to the Raising Middle School Girls podcast. I'm Janice Scholl, and I'm just a regular parent on a mission to uncover the best tips and advice for raising middle school girls. Hey there, parents. The world of work is changing rapidly, and the expectations we and our parents had for the workforce, both in what skills were needed to succeed, as well as what to expect over the course of a career, have changed. Gone are the days where you could plot your course straight out of college based solely on the degree you've obtained. Our kids are living in an ever-changing world where technology has changed the playing field, soft skills are valued more than ever, and change is the only constant. Today, I'm interviewing Chandra Cox, who is the founder of Stand Up for Humankind, an education consulting company providing professional development for K-12 educators. She is also the chair of youth programs at Zadasi, and I am super excited to talk to her about her experience in this program. She's developed an interactive online youth program in which teen girls can connect and build community with their peers, all while learning about entrepreneurship and working on important skills such as creativity, communication, and critical thinking. Welcome, Chandra. Thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'd love to just kind of talk a little bit about your experience. One of the things I didn't mention in your bio is you also used to be a middle school teacher. And so obviously our kids and teens are near and dear to you. Yeah. Um, so I I spent most of my career as a middle school teacher. I taught eighth grade English for most of it. I've done a little, a few other things within the middle school realm. And one of my favorite things I did when I was teaching was I ran the program called Model United Nations at both our middle school and at our high school for our district. And I usually had somewhere between 100 to 150 kids per program. And so every year I was working with all of these really intelligent, really motivated, really creative kids who cared about the world and the problems in it and really, really wanted to have a voice in thinking about how we can solve problems in the world. And so it was really cool. We would go to a conference every year and they would prepare resolutions. They would pretend like they were delegates from a country. They would talk about all the research they did on a particular problem and they would come up with these really creative solutions. And then at the conference, they would debate it uh, just like they would at the UN and they would present the resolution and One of the things over the many years of working in that program that I figured out is that adults don't necessarily always give kids credit for all of the things that they think about and that they want to say and that they want to see in the world and that they want to change in the world. And so when the Zadassi opportunity came up to join this startup, um, the primary Um, objective of the company is to help women in business. But when the opportunity came up to work with kids within that company, I jumped at it because it's, it's very much in line with that kind of thinking of students wanting to bring their ideas into the world. And so we get to help them do that. And it's really exciting. I love that. And when my daughter started sixth grade, 
I noticed that her and her friends, it's as if like the world just opened up to them. They started to notice things that they just didn't really pay attention to before. And they noticed things that they viewed as injustices. They noticed things that they wanted to improve upon in our world. So I really feel like middle school is such an interesting time because our kids are kind of questioning and challenging the way things are done. Mm-hmm. In in a way that adults don't, we just kind of assume things are going to continue the way that they are. But but kids question and come up with solutions that are different than adults, and they have great insight from their limited perspective. They really do. And it's interesting because as we kind of look at each generation, Gen Z is really bringing it as far as like social justice issues, especially like the older Gen Z. And I'm sure that will probably be the same with the youngers who are in middle school and high school right now. Uh, You know, we saw huge numbers of Gen Zers voting. Um, We see them going out and doing all kinds of things related to social causes. And so it's really encouraging to see that so many of them care about so many different issues and injustices and problems in the world and want to look at solutions to fix it. Yeah. And I think there's more to it. And I want to talk to you about that because it's giving them a platform to believe and to figure out how they can affect change, right? Which Mm -hmm. is great for our kids and it gives them self-confidence and it gives them the ability to build community around things that they care about. But, you know, for the parents who are like, well, we don't really have time to do that kind of stuff. I believe, and and I want to hear your thoughts on, I believe that entrepreneurship and the skills that you learn through these types of activities are really the skills that are needed for the workforce of today and going forward. Can you talk to me a little bit about your perspective on that and what the kids actually learn in a program like this. Yes. Um, So we totally agree. (laughs) Those are all of the things that employers are looking for. And also, I think as we go forward, we're going to see more and more younger people wanting to start their own businesses or have their own side hustles or be involved in the culture of their workplaces. And so a lot of the things that we work on are skill-based. So while we are in our program helping them to come up with a business idea and cultivate that, the main things that we're actually working on, whether they actually end up starting a business or not, are really cool in the fact that We're helping them with leadership and communication and really listening to other people and being creative and, you know, doing thoughtful things that help them to problem solve. And so they're really honing their skills that translate to every other area, whether they decide to go forward with their business or not. We do set them up so that they can start a business when they're done with our program if they want to. But even if they don't, they get so much out of it just in all of those like really amazing skills that are related to business, but so many other areas of life and work that they're going to come out with. And so that's been really exciting to see. One of the parents that we talked to after we did our beta round 
of our program, one of the parents was like, oh my gosh, my daughter like never wanted to talk to adults before and her confidence is up so high and she's like reaching out and she's talking to people and she's like, I can't believe just, you know, in a couple months that she's, you know, seen so much of a confidence spike. And so we're working on a lot of things like that, that will really serve them well throughout their lives. Recently, I interviewed Cynthia and Yara Changet. And Yara is a young adult who has grown up around her mom, who has been really involved in advocacy work. And we were talking about how much easier it is for her to um, kind of communicate and push for change when it's for something other than for herself, right? Like when mm-hmm. it is for some something bigger and beyond her. And so- I think you're giving kids an opportunity to develop those skills, but it doesn't have to be putting them in the spotlight as much. They're putting an idea in the spotlight. Yeah. Some of the girls that I've worked with, their their ideas have been really amazing. One of the girls wants to do like a coffee truck and have it be like a mobile thing. And her thing is that she just really enjoys that idea. Her mom is an entrepreneur. Her dad's in business and she wants to bring joy to people and make it easy for them to have a little bit of joy in their day. And I'm like, that. What is? that's just so amazing that that's what you're thinking about. You want to do something where you're going to bring people joy in their day. Another one of the girls wants to start a service where she she's in um, performing arts and she wants to help kids who are going to be in plays learn kind of the the ins and outs of performing arts that you kind of have to learn on the spot if you've never done it before. And she said that's really stressful. And she wants to help kids be able to be more like confident and comfortable when they go onto a stage. And so I, I some of the things that they're thinking of are so centered on other people. And it's really encouraging to see that. Oh, that's really cool. I, I'm curious, out of the kids that have gone through the program to date, how many do ultimately want to or start the process of starting a business? One of the girls, actually, she is going to be a senior in high school. Um, She has one year left. And throughout the process, we kind of have them set personal goals too, as well as like looking at business things. And so her like big personal project that she wanted to work on was deciding, is she going to go to college? Is she going to take a gap year or is she going to go full on entrepreneurship and do, and maybe do school or something later? And um, so one of the things that we worked through was that she has like a certain cutoff date this year as a junior of deciding when it is that she's going to make that decision or being able to make that decision. And I gave her tools to be able to kind of like figure out how, what's the best road for her. And so I'm still waiting to see, but (laughs) she, she's still in that decision making process, but I can't wait to see what she's doing. One of our other girls, uh, the one I mentioned earlier, who was, in the, the performing arts, she's been trying out for some like national touring things right now. Um, so I don't know that that's something that she'll do right now, but she still has it in her back pocket for later. And again, she has just, she's gotten so much out of it. This, the same girl, she texted me one day when she was auditioning for this national tour 
And she said, hey, in your Zadasi network, I know you have a lot of people who like know other people. Do you know anyone who's related to this or knows anything about this? And she's 15 years old. She's a freshman in high school or she's a sophomore this year. She was a freshman when we did the program at the end of last year. And I was just so proud of the fact that she reached out to an adult as a 15 year old and say, said, Hey, do you have anybody in your network I can connect with? Like I would have never done that as a 15 year old. And so, you know, I hope she does start her business later, but just the idea that she's already like learning to use connections and using a network and being able to be confident enough to do that is, is just so amazing. And I'm just so proud. (laughs) That is incredible. And it's, yeah, it doesn't matter if it's to start a business or if it's to find her next job or whatever, if she has the ability, I mean, self advocating is so important and being Mm -hmm. willing I mean, we all know adults who cringe at the idea of having to ask for, you know, a connection or networking. And so if she's able to like flex that muscle and build it now as a teen, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the kinds of things we're working on with them about networking and kind of figuring out what your passions are and how you want to help people. And the the business plan is the, you know, the benefit or the project for it, but all of the other things that they're learning are just so important to anything that they decide to do. Yeah. And why why did Zadasi decide to focus specifically on women and girls? So our founder, um, his name is Brad Menachemson. He is Australian. He moved to Texas a couple of years ago, and I met him at a networking event in the summer of 2021. And we hit it off, became friends. We were doing just like catch up calls saying like, hey, what are you working on? You know, encouraging each other, that sort of thing. And he had already told me about this vision that he had. Zadassi is a play on the names of his wife and his two daughters. His wife is an entrepreneur. His daughters want to be entrepreneurs. And he has seen some of the struggles his wife has gone through. Um, And he really, really, really has this huge mission to change entrepreneurship for women. And so I was like already all in on this mission. And then we were chatting and, you know, talking about my teaching experience and everything. And he was like, hey, I really need you to be part of my company. (laughs) I was like, cool. What do you want me to do? He's like, what do you want to do? And so it became this whole discussion. And um, we just decided that, you know, if we're preparing girls and the next generation of girls to go into business with skills that maybe some of us wish we had earlier or knew about earlier, that it will make it even better for them as they go out into the business world. And so we're really excited to be able to work with them and kind of help them hone those skills and learn things that maybe they wouldn't have learned until later. Yeah, I love that this came from a dad who's looking Mm -hmm. to create a better environment for his daughters and for his wife because it's excellent when us women support each other and the next generation, but it's even better when everybody is supporting the next generation. Yeah. Uh, That's fabulous. That's one thing that we are, it's wonderful. That's one thing that we've been focusing on. So we are a group of founders. Um, I think there are a dozen of us, 14 of us, I think, and um, 
kind of putting this together. And there are eight of us who are chairs and who are in the leadership at this um, startup. And so we've been working really hard to launch the programs that we have. And so we're really excited to be able to come together. Um, we're all, it's a mix of men and women who are running our company. And so it's really exciting to have an organization that has both men and women, but we're all supporting women. And it's such a cool thing to see. Yeah. And it's great for the girls to see. Yes. It, it sets a really good example and a really good tone of, you know, we all want to lift you up and to help you succeed and to help you get a little further in your careers. And so it's, it's all very exciting. We're um, going to be launching soon and we've done a few programs as like beta testing. And so with um, the girls and adults, and so we're all very, just very excited about all of it and the impact that we can make. That's awesome. And I want to talk to you a little bit about why the impact is needed. You were a middle school teacher. You have been mm -hmm. around lots of middle school girls. What do you think the greatest challenges are for middle school girls these days? So many things. <laughs> <laughs> middle schoolers have so many challenges. and But some of the ones that stick out to me are things like productive leadership. And what I mean by that is like being able to be a leader and a role model, but also being able to lift other girls up. So the idea of collaboration over competition, and there's room for all of us to win. And just because I succeed doesn't mean you can't succeed too. There are so many girls who are leaders, but they kind of, it's more like me, me, me focused. And so, um, you know, sometimes middle schoolers think that they're the center of their own worlds and um, they probably have been, you know, in their house and in different things that they do. And it's really nice when we can give them leadership skills that promotes collaborating with other girls and cheering on other girls. Other things I have found is that you know, girls tend to really just at that age be finding themselves and trying to figure out where they belong and where they fit and where they feel safe. And it's really important to create safe environments for students to be able to feel like they can be themselves and feel like they can share and be able to do what they want without being judged. And um, that's, we're hoping that our program is another safe space for girls to do that in. Yeah. I want to talk to you about what middle school was like for you. <laughs> That's a question I wasn't ready for. Um, well, wow. So I was always one of those um, like teacher's pet kind of kids <laughs> who did what I was supposed to do and I got good grades and I was in advanced classes. I was also kind of an introvert, except for when I was around my friends. And that would probably shock people who know me now because I'm such an extrovert and I love networking and I love talking to people. But that was really hard for me in middle school. And I know it's hard for a lot of kids in middle school, even if they are, do have extroverted personalities. And so, you know, I was just trying to fit in and kind of 
fly under the radar, but while still trying to like please my parents and get the good grades. And that that's the kind of kid I was. <laughs> yeah. I think it's it's hard in middle school because like you were saying before, girls especially are just figuring out their identity. Mm-hmm. So to be like out there as an extrovert is difficult when you're like, I'm not really even sure who I am yet. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen a lot of girls struggling with that, trying to figure out who their friends really are and who they fit in with and what they care about and what they believe in and what activities they even like. And, you know, they're just trying to figure it all out. And so that's a lot on top of all of the academics and then just everything else. And so especially in the last couple of years with the pandemic happening, um, I was my last year and a half of teaching was during pandemic. And so, um, cause I'm just a year and a half out from when I moved on to do entrepreneurial things in education spaces. And, you know, it's been really difficult for them because they already have so many issues with socializing anyway, whether it be, you know, just bullying or clicks or, you know, things like that. And then, you know, adding that extra layer of social distancing and everything on top of that. And girls are really, just always, but especially now in this place where they need to have those solid connections with people who understand them and who, who, you know, are like-minded and who accept them for who they are, even as they're figuring out who they are. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It was complicated before the pandemic, but now it's just kind of magnified every area that was already a challenge. Yeah, I would agree with that. Not everyone has access to a program that is training girls on entrepreneurship, but what are some things that parents can do to kind of foster the skills that you're really trying to highlight? What can parents do to support their girls developing those productive leadership skills or, you know, getting out there and being comfortable communicating with adults, things like that? Mm -hmm. Um, I would really encourage them to find programs that are either local or at their school or things like that, that do promote leadership. Things like, you know, we had um, the model United Nations, or I just spoke at an event recently here in Columbus, Ohio, where I live. Um, There's an organization called Role Model Magazine, and they put on an event for teen girls. And it was about confidence and different things like that. And that was just like publicized in different places and girls could just sign up and show up to it. And so there are all kinds of things happening at schools and in communities that kids can get involved in that they can, you know, kind of find their people or work on those leadership skills or communication skills with other people. But another thing that I would really suggest is just simply having conversations with your kids and beyond the, you know, how was school today or talking about their activity schedules or, you know, the game last night or things like that, really asking, like digging deeper and asking them questions about, you know, things that they care about in the world or things that that they're seeing in the news that are going on and then asking probing questions to get into conversations about, well, what are your thoughts on this? Or how would you change this? What would you do if you had to help fix this? Things like that. So just to kind of see where they are, because I think a lot of times adults don't even ask questions like that to teenage girls. And so um, being able to 
kind of hear their thoughts and see what they're thinking and just getting them that practice of having those types of conversations is really important. I wouldn't have thought of that, but I I think you're right. And it's so easy to just be in the moment, so busy in the few hours you have after school to be like, did you get your homework done? Did you study for the test? What activity is tonight? You know, you're rushing from place to place, but then you do miss this opportunity to talk to your kid about like the person they're becoming and what they care about. And if we do it, we're showing them that we value their opinion also. And I think Mm -hmm. that helps them build that confidence again. Yeah, definitely. And I found one of the things I found is that um, my son is 16. So we don't have a lot of car time together anymore now that he drives. But when we when he was like 13, 14, 15, and we would be spending a lot of time together in the car going to different, you know, events and school and whatever, a lot of times we would have conversations like that. And we would get like really deep into like different issues and talking about current events and things like that. And it was really interesting to hear his perspective. And so I love I love talking to any young person about things like that. But it's really cool when you get to do that with your um, your own kid. And so whether it's a middle school boy or middle school girl or high school or, you know, just that time in the car together is sometimes a really good time to have conversations like that. Cause what are you doing? What else are you going to be doing anyway? And so, and it gets them off their phone. So they're not just like on their phone the whole time you're driving kind of thing, you know, maybe start small, but having, having some meaningful conversations while you're en route to all of the busy things in life that we do. Yeah. I was, so I was carpooling today. I was the driver for the kids driving to middle school. And like it dawned on me that I think it's weird that the car's quiet now. Like the car was never quiet when kids were in it before, but now it's quiet. And then I realized it's because they're all on their phones. Mm -hmm. They're, They're not even talking. We need to keep promoting opportunities to talk about different topics between each other and with our kids. Yeah, definitely. I One of the things I saw the last few years that I was teaching is the more reliant we are on technology, the more kids have trouble having conversations with other people just in general. And so when it came time to discussion, to do discussions, I would actually put like suggested starters on the board. Like, I like that thought, but let me counter with or, you know, things like that, because they would Uh, One of the things I like to say is they were really good at talking at each other, but not to each other. Um, So everybody would go around and say their thing and no one else really listened or asked questions. And then they were done. They're like, oh, we're done with our discussion like five minutes later. I was like, there's no way you're done. And so helping them to really get good at those conversational skills, like in-person conversational skills is really valuable and something that they need because they're not doing that as much because of being on the phones all the time and things like that. That's really interesting. And honestly, I think, you know, in different areas of our society, like politics, maybe we've gotten like that all adults too. You know, we, we talk at each other and we're so focused on what we're saying that we're not really making it a two-way conversation anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's really insightful. Yeah. Practicing dialogue is super important, especially now. And every year I saw the that kind of um, diminish over the years. And so every year it got harder to get kids to have 
meaningful conversations with each other and actual true dialogues with each other. And so that's one of the things that um, I'm planning to be offering to work with teachers on is how to get students to have better dialogue because it's so needed and it's, it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, that's interesting. What is one thing that has really surprised you working with teen girls in this capacity? But one of the things that really stood out to me was their longing for having those safe spaces, like we were mentioning earlier. As we were doing our beta rounds of the program, one of the comments that I saw multiple times was, this was such a great experience because it was a safe space for me to share. It was a safe space for me to be. I was able to share and not feel like I would be judged. And so I think we take it for granted that kids are so worried about standing out from other people or having their own ideas and things like that, that they just really need those places to be able to say what they want to say and be, have it, have people go, yeah, that sounds interesting. Or let me ask you more about that. And, and that's not happening a lot. And I knew that already, but being out of the classroom, even for just a little while, I kind of forgot. And so um, that really struck me as being something that we sort of overlook about the fact that not only do they need to figure out who they are and find their people, but they need to have those spaces where they can actually feel safe and sharing without feeling like they're going to get some kind of judgment. That's so important. Chandra, I want to find out where can people learn more about the Zadasi program and the work that you are doing to support teachers as well? Um, so our website is actually being worked on in the background. Like I said, we're pre-launch in Zadassi. We are almost there. But I am Chandra Bree Cox on all social. My LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and my website is ChandraBreeCox.com. So there are multiple places you can go to connect with me, send me a message. Um, and then everything, once we have our Zadassi like, homepage up and running, will be connected that soon as well. But in the meantime, I'm so glad to talk to people about, you know, their kids or about teaching or about entrepreneurship or anything like that. It's really, I, I really like connecting with people and having those conversations. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Chandra. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Raising Middle School Girls podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more conversations with experts designed to help you support your middle school girl, please hit subscribe. You can also sign up for the newsletter at the link in the show notes to receive emails about tips and resources, upcoming events, and new podcast episodes, all designed to support you and your child.